everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Engage to Flourish podcast. This is Damon. I got Kyle and Brett with me today, and we are coming on the heels of Thanksgiving. So I wanted to start off this episode with a little bit of an icebreaker question to see how was your guys' Thanksgiving? Kyle, do you want to go first or do you want me to answer? Um, I'll, I'll go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Thanksgiving was fun. Um uh, with my at my brother's house and we had a lot of fun so like one fun story is our family usually we do games we like to have fun even when i was growing up with my uncles and aunts at thanksgiving do a lot of games and stuff so this year i got a lot of nephews uh a lot of them are adults already they're like early 20s or right around late teens and we got a rip-roaring game of spoons going and so with a couple of like folding uh tables so they're durable, sturdy, but not like you could you could still be rough with them and stuff, and not not be too worried about it. So we had uh, Eli got his first experience of getting uh, beat up uh, playing spoons. The nice. next morning, because he dove across the table a couple of times, he's pretty competitive. <laughs> and the next morning, he showed me his rib cage. He had like a nice bruise, a big old. It wasn't just a raspberry; it was like turning purple already. <laughs> and so uh, that was fun. And then two of my nephews actually broke a spoon. They were fighting over it, and they both bent, and that thing just snapped. I've never, I've played spoons a few, quite a few times. I've never seen a spoon snap, and so I was like, "Okay, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm not gonna get involved in this anymore." <laughs> but no, we had a, we had a lot of fun though. That's awesome. And I'm guessing that was a metal spoon. It wasn't just like it plastic. was. Okay, yeah, okay, yes, I guess. <laughs> yeah, if you're playing, with, if you're playing with plastic spoons, you got that's just, that's just not spoons. Uh, for me, Thanksgiving was busy. It was it was full, but it was fun. Um, a lot of time spent with family and, and friends. And um, it was nice to have uh, that time off to do different things. But it was probably one of the most full and uh, time spent Thanksgiving had in a while. And so there was a lot of uh, energy exerted, but it was all good stuff. And uh, I always enjoy seeing family. So um I'm not the biggest Thanksgiving food guy, but uh, I'm not going to complain. So uh, it, it was a good time. Speaking of that, I do have to say I I, am, I do like stuffing, and I only get like once a year. And Damon had to send me pictures <laughs> Sunday, uh, Thursday evening. We had, we had like lunch, so that you guys were having dinner, and he sent me pictures. Look what I'm having. And he was <laughs> talking up his mother-in-law's stuffing, and then he sent me pictures. Not just one picture, but then he got <laughs> seconds. He sent me another one. But I was uh, I was a little jealous, Damon. <laughs> I could tell by the way you responded to <laughs> the text message. <laughs> Although you stole what I was going to say about Thanksgiving. I was going to give a shout-out to my mother-in-law, who makes the best stuffing. <laughs> But yeah, Kyle had told me before that he really likes stuffing and my mother-in-law makes the best stuffing. So shout out, mom. Uh, yeah. And Damon remembered that I liked it and he had to, he had to share his picture with me. So he's so he's so thoughtful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it, I always enjoyed Thanksgiving uh, in the holidays. It's time to spend with family and just it's a little bit of a break from the, the grind of everything mm-hmm. else that's going on. So I always enjoy uh, just uh, a little bit of relaxed time with family and, and it's always good. For sure. Okay, so, um, you know, l- our last episode, we concluded our series on God's Amazing Kingdom, and now we're heading into the Christmas season, and we haven't really started a series for Christmas, right? No, there, not There's yet. no series for Christmas? No. Okay, so uh, this past week, Pastor Barry gave a, I guess, a one-off sermon. 
Kind of like a throwback sermon. Yeah, right? it actually was a throwback sermon. Uh, and the topic, he called it the two yous and the true you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the theme of the whole sermon was about identity, which is a topic that as a church, we've we spent the first 10 years of our church life talking about. Um, and so, Kyle, you want to give a little recap of how Pastor... <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think today's the, the throw Kyle under the bus Shoot. day. Well, he couldn't pass it to me because... <laughs> You already know why. <laughs> uh, where's where's uh, Pastor Barry's sermon notes that you had in your hand earlier? <laughs> um, yeah, just I'm handing him the notes right now. No, okay. yeah, I tried to have to uh, pull my best Brett in, in, impression of <laughs> off the dome. Um, let's see, what did he talk about? The the two. So it's the the old you and the new you. So once you um, accept Christ into your life, you're a new creation. So the Bible specifically uh, calls that out. And it, it's kind of confusing because it says the old you has died, or but in a sense it has, and and in our spiritual in the spiritual realm we're a new new creation, but in our physical bodies we still have kind of some of the what do you call it the uh, not leftovers? Did you say leftovers? Or, he did say leftovers because he was talking about Thanksgiving. Yeah, <laughs> so we have the leftover, the, the residual. I think he's yeah. re- both of those words, residual, residual flesh. I yeah. think was the terms that he and so. We're still having like those old patterns and old habits that is so it seems like our old old man hasn't died, but it's really because in our um, soul, our our mind, will, and emotions, we still have these patterns, these ways of behaving that are kind of ingrained. And so, just because that old thing has died, doesn't mean that the we fully, um, uh, I guess, severed our ties with it. And so, it's like a continual process um, once we become. Christians or once we invite Jesus mm. in. Um, okay. Did I miss, did I miss some parts or is that a decent summary? <laughs> I think that's the, the cliff notes version. Okay. Good, good job. Good. <laughs> <laughs> See, then David made some graphics for him and they were really cool. He made some like little circles and arrows and yeah. Yeah. So if you want the graphical version, I guess we can put the graphic on the show notes for today's oh, yeah. episode. But uh, the way that he has it is he had three circles. So at the top, if we if we look at it and in our mind's eye, we can imagine three circles with one at the top, kind of in a triangular fashion. The first one is who we used to be, right? Is you with the sin nature, mm-hmm. right? So when we were born, we were born with the sin nature. So the most natural thing for us to do was to sin, mm-hmm. right? And then when we receive Jesus, that sin nature dies, right? And then now there's two... It, so there's two circles underneath, and these are the two options for us that we are able to live out of as we you know, move forward as Christians, right? And so on one side is the residual flesh, mm-hmm. right? So that's what Kyle was talking about in terms of the, the patterns, the habits, the, the thoughts that we used to have. We can live out of that, or we can live out of who we really are, which is this new spirit person in Christ, right? The new creation in Christ uh, that... Um, Paul talks about mm-hmm. in the New Testament is that we are a new creation, right? So there's opportunities for us to either live out of one of the two and really God wants us to live out of the new creation. But many times it's easy for us to fall back into those old habits and those old patterns of thinking, right? And so, so that's that- part of what the message was about was that Pastor Barry was encouraging us and urging us to 
live out of this the new person in Christ. So so that's where you tie it back in with identity, right? Those those are two separate identities that we can view ourselves as this type of person or that type of person. Is that Yeah, so we can identify ourselves like have I really changed? You know, we see those bumper stickers that say I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Mm. Right? And the question is is that true? Mm. Right? That might be there not might be. That was true, right? We were sinners. And, you know, in the graphic that Pastor Barry gave, it says we had a sin nature, mm-hmm. but that died, right? So instead of that bumper sticker saying, I'm just a sinner saved by grace, which was true, but it's not true any longer, right? And so when we used to talk about identity for the first 10 years, you know, we kept talking about being a saint, being a saint. That's who we are now, right? And so are we living out of our sainthood or are we living out of who we used to be? Mm. I mean, hearing this, I, I feel like a... Deja like, vu? <laughs> a little bit, but also like this examining and um, learning about our identity is something that as much as maybe the church was tired of it after 10 years, it's <laughs> like something you can never get enough of mm. because the the kind of image that I get to mind is like the, the old us has died, but there's these residual things. Right. And recently I've been uh, working with my wife and cleaning up the backyard mm. in terms of like bushes and trees and plants and decluttering yeah and just making space or just getting ready for that composting i know shout out matt (laughs) um but like even taking out some of that stuff like you can take like i've taken out a couple bushes and i think i get all the roots Mm. but you're right and it's i think it's dead Mm -hmm. but like you know if it rains or just over time you see these certain weeds and you're like I thought this was gone or done. I thought I dealt with it. I thought I dealt with it. I thought I eradicated it, but instead it, it's still there. And so um, just hearing um, the gist of, of the message is kind of just makes me go back and think about um, the identity stuff we went through, but also how like, I feel like it's needed even more now. Mm. And so if our church goes through another 10 years of it, then <laughs> I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but mm-hmm. it's just like this pounding and, and deep conviction in us of like, yeah, what are we living out of? Because knowing that we, you know, we're sinners and we died, like that's great. But part two of it is like, yeah, the living it out of, the, the choices that we have living out of the the new creation or the old flesh and having to die to those things is probably a lifelong journey mm. for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. And so if we can remember and go back to our identity, hopefully that helps us. But yeah, it's just making me think of like the process of having to die to yourself or die to those things. And some of them are easier and more enjoyable than others. And others are like, this is, I don't even know if I want to do this. <laughs> yeah, it, it reminds me of a saying I know we had back in the day of, are, um, I remember the second part, so help me if I got something wrong. You're either a, 
a sinner or you're a, I forget there was something else with that, but, or you're a saint that sometimes sins or yeah. you're a sinner. Like, how do you view yourself? And like, I think a lot of people view their, view themselves as, oh, I'm a sinner because I sin, mm-hmm. but it's God sees us as a saint. We, we're, we still sin because we're not perfect, but that's not our identity anymore. And mm. I, I, don't, I don't remember that, that exact saying. I don't know if you guys remember that. I remember hearing that, but I forget yeah. the exact verbiage yeah. of it. Yeah. I think it was something like, I'm just a sinner or I'm a saint who sometimes sins. Mm. Right. And and that changes a lot of how we actually live our life, right? Yeah. Because if I say I'm a sinner, well, then what am I going to do, right? I'm, I'm going to sin. But if I'm a saint who sometimes sins, that has a different feel to it and a different way that it actually lives out in our life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so another thing that we wanted to talk about today was, uh, especially in line with... Um, the two options that we have, right? Mm-hmm. To live out of our residual flesh, right? The habits and patterns that were associated with our, our old person, with the sinful nature, or living out of our, our new creation is something that Kyle has said in our last episode was about how salvation is free, right? So this gift is free because mm-hmm. before we didn't have that choice, right? We were only able to live out of our sinful nature, so salvation is free. So becoming a new creation, that was free. Jesus did that for us. But to be able to live out of that mm. and to be delivered from the sinful patterns or the um, residual flesh, there's a cost to that. Mm. And so I thought, you know, last time we were talking about it in a spiritual sense, but I think it also plays out kind of in an identity sense, right? Mm. Of being delivered from the old man mm-hmm. and being able to live out of the new creation. It's heavy stuff. So that means you want me to go first? No, it's yeah. weighty. Oh, okay, I, I okay. enjoy it. I remember the last time you said it, it really hit me. <laughs> just like that that's a weighty statement. Yeah. If you really, you know, chew on it. Mm-hmm. And I, I I think I I keep going back to the 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 aspect of dying. Mm. Um because what comes to mind is Pastor Barry before I was uh even thinking about getting engaged, I asked him just in general, like, how do you know when you're ready to be married? And he's like, I don't think you ever really know, but an example of how you can get yourself ready is like, are you ready to die to yourself? Mm. And I was like, what is this guy talking about? (laughs) I was asking him about relationships and stuff. But as I thought about it more, it was like the ways in a simple um, analogy, like the ways that you operate on your own, when you enter into a relationship and marriage, it's not like that anymore. Mm. So some of those ways that you operate, the things that you like, what you want to do with your time, all those things, you're going to have to die to some of those things mm. because now it's different. Mm-hmm. And I think in the same fashion, right, when we are uh, believers and we have accepted Jesus and we've received that free gift of salvation, it's like, okay, but being in relationship with him, following him, being in alignment with him, because we are on this earth, there is going to be a cost mm. because it's not going to operate the same way. And so for me, that was just a, a really good example. And so when you said that statement, it was like, no, there's a, a there could be a, a, a great amount of weight of weightiness to it. Mm. If mm-hmm. whoever's listening or if whoever's thinking about it wants to engage with it. Mm. Otherwise, you know, you, received a free gift, but like you said, you have that choice to not 
really live out of that. And so you're not really using or, or being in alignment with the gift that you've get, mm. been given. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I just really like that statement and it, it get, allows me to uh, really dissect, but also just um, sit with and I don't want to say analyze, but kind of allow it to soak and resonate with, okay, how am, how am I living my life and what does that look like? Yeah, it's like a deeper realization. Yeah, of, definitely. Of it is, right? Yeah. Yeah, I th- I think it's interesting <clears throat> with that diagram you were you mentioned earlier. This is so this is post salvation. So you're saved. So even when you're living out of your uh, residual flesh, it's not that that's bad where you're gonna, you're not saved, right? Mm-hmm. It's just that's one path or that's one one journey, but it's not developing that free gift because the, the mm-hmm. gift is there, but the gift has more to it that, but it needs to be like. Um, poured into Uh, by us right uh, i mean god's pouring in but we have our part that we have to do so i think it's interesting to think of it that way of yeah you can go through life be saved you got your ticket to heaven so to speak but there's so much more available Mm. and there's so much more but it but it like you were saying damon um earlier that it comes at a cost and it's like how many of us enjoy costs (laughs) because a lot of times it's associated with pain suffering um like you said dying to yourself like giving up your own rights or your own desires for the good of somebody else or some other type of long-term thing and but you know being on this journey for a while it's like you you look back and you're like oh i see the costs and sometimes i've paid them and sometimes i'm like i don't know if i want to i don't want to pay that Mm -hmm. But then when I have, it's like, oh, but there's there's a different kind of reward mm. in the sense of this stepping into more of who th- this person is that God made me to be, mm. and like this um, this new self. Like you, when you discover more parts of it, it's like, oh yeah, it is. It's hard. It's hard work. It's not fun. It's not what you know society would say was something you should pursue. But then once you do. It's, there's more depth to it and more like, oh, this is good. Even though it wasn't fun, it wasn't easy, it's so good. Do you guys think that living in the society that we live in makes it more difficult or makes <coughs> it seem like the costs are greater? Yeah, I mean, I, I think greater is a good word. Also, um, it's just I think it's just not worth it, you know, in our society. It's like, that's just either it's too big of a cost. It's the reward isn't good enough because it's not like instant. It's not pleasure. It's not maybe even quantifiable. It's something that's, it's hard to explain. Yeah. I, I think the thing that kind of comes to mind is like the ease of it. Yeah. Cause everything today is, is trying to make your life quote unquote easier, more efficient, less that you have to do. And I, you know, I don't want to say that when it comes to Christian walk, like it's about striving all that you can do, Mm -hmm. but there is a great portion of it where God has done a lot and he will continue to, but it's like, you got to do your part. Right. And so I think the world makes it seem like the cost maybe isn't worth it or you can find, or it even, it even kind of like, um, disguises these other 
um, things that you might feel is worth it or temporarily, you know, seems like a reward mm. that that's easier. So it's like, well, why don't you just choose that? Because it's easier, it's more efficient, it's whatever, where the cost that and, and the reward that, that God has for us, it's more of like, you know, that eternity uh, viewed cost. And so in some ways I do feel like the world makes it seem like it's a lot harder but I also feel like it's starting to get to a point where it's a little bit more obvious that there's some negative stuff. And so I would hope that it's easier to choose, I guess, what God wants. How about, how about you, Damon? What, what do you see, the, or how do you see the, the role of our culture, our society playing in this? I mean, the thought that came to mind initially was, you know, contextually, we're very different than, you know, first and second century mm-hmm. Jewish mm-hmm. culture, mm-hmm. right? Where they were under persecution, they were facing, you know, really low standards of living, high taxes, those types of things. So it's difficult for them, right? And they're being persecuted for being believers, things like that. And in our culture, it's like the opposite, or at yeah. least what we've been you know, grown what we've grown up with, it's it's the opposite, right? Like being a Christian is cool for a lot of people in the United States, right? Like culture and life is relatively easy, you know, compared to most of the world, things like that. And so contextually, I feel like it's, it's very different. And so to experience some of the things that, uh, you know, Paul talks about in the New Testament, it's like, oh, we already have some of those things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because our lifestyle is easier or things things come easier or we're not under that persecution. But the thing that keeps coming to mind is what's it going to be like if that changes? Mm-hmm. Are we going to be ready if that changes? Would we be in a position to still experience the fruit of the Spirit? Would we be in a position to stand for our faith if things were different? You know, and I think that's one of the things that concerns me is if things were to change has the devil made it so easy for us to not grow in those ways Mm. so that we're not prepared if things were to change Mm. right because that's one of the things that it talks about you know in in revelation which in our reading plan we're getting to to that right is like there's going to be a time when persecution comes things are going to be difficult are we going to be ready for it and so that's part of it for me is like when it comes to the cost it's like it's not the cost for what is happening right now, but it's like, am I preparing myself for what's coming for the future? Mm. Right. And, and so one of the songs that has been kind of going through my head a lot recently is the, the Danny Goki, uh, stay strong, mm. you know? And so a lot of the things that he talks about in the song is like, if he doesn't see the promise till after he dies, is it, is he get, what's he going to do? Mm. You know, is, he's like, he says, my hope may be shaken, but my faith will stay strong. It's like, yeah, that's my prayer. Like, I, I would hope that if things were difficult, I might, my hope might get shaken, but I would still have strong faith, mm-hmm. you know? And one of the lines that he says is like, if he loses everything, but he has God, then he has everything, mm-hmm. right? And it was like, is that how I really feel? And so I've been, I've been wrestling with that a lot too. It's like, that's... I feel like there's truth in that. Like I want that, mm-hmm. but am I there yet? Mm-hmm. And so as we're talking about this, it's like, 
oh, I would want to be in that place. Because what, what happens if, you know, there's an earthquake and we lose everything? Mm-hmm. Am, is that going to, how am I going to experience that? Am I going to fall apart? Am I going to feel like it's the end of the world? Or am I still going to have strong faith? Am I still going to have hope? Am I still going to have joy? Am I still going to have love? Am I still going to experience the fruit of the spirit? You know, and, and so I feel like when we think of some of the costs, we're thinking about like short term, Mm. but it's like, what's the big picture? Mm. Like, what are the, what's the type of person that God is turning me into, you know? And so, um, yeah. So for me, I feel like the enemy is doing a good job of trying to make it easy for us in the United States, right? But um, I do feel like there's an aspect for us that God wants us to step into our new creation life. And some of that's going to take some work or some cost to uh, change some habits, change some thought processes, step into a new identity and not affiliate ourselves with the old one. Yeah, I mean... Just a couple of thoughts on what you just said. <laughs> One, you said it was cool to be a Christian. I'm like, yeah, I think a few decades ago, but I think that part's already changed. So I, I think said when we were growing up. Oh, so you're talking about a lot, a lot of decades ago. <laughs> <then for me. laughs> but yeah, it's no, just even hearing stats. Just, but it, some of it's been more recent. Like from like 90 percent of people in the, in America identify with Christianity as their religion, versus now it's like 60 low 60s i mean there's a there's just a huge shift but um i th- i think when you were when you were talking it it kind of highlights the the need for like refining mm-hmm. but how many of us choose to refine on our own right usually it takes something an outside thing to be like oh, this this was ripped away this was taken away and then it's like oh, i need i need to be refined right how many how many of us want to go through the fire yeah. You know, it's like, but that's in in a sense, that's what living out of your, your, who your spirit, this new spirit person is like that. It's like, you're continually dying to yourself. You're continually refining. It's that, I mean, to use a technical term, it's the sanctification, right? We're, be- mm. we're becoming sanctified. We're never going to be fully until we get to heaven, but it's that process of letting go of the, all those, those things that are holding us back. Yeah, I, I, I think at times it could seem so daunting because it is like a process that you, you, you're you not just done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? It's not just like, okay, I did it. I yeah. did and I'm done with it. But the, the hope I think that you talked about earlier of seeing when we're able to live out of the person that God is, is, has created and called us to be we start to see glimpses of, of that reward or just mm-hmm. what he has to offer that the world can't. And although the process is, is a lifelong process, um, the closer we get to and the more we're able to walk in alignment in that way, we do get to experience those fruit of the spirit and and kind of the rewards that we get here on earth. And then, you know, it is promised that, I mean, it's only going to be better when we're in heaven. And so I I think the other thing that stood out to me, Damon, when you were sharing was like, it's easy to think about the future in that way. And 
like be consumed with all of the kind of like bad stuff. And I, I, and I'm at fault of that too, but I like your mentality of like, I want to be ready to when that comes that like you're okay. Mm. Cause I think it's easy to think about that and then to like almost like freak out and be like, I don't want to do that. I don't mm-hmm. think I could do that. And then now you're like, you know, maybe pushing yourself further away from being able to make certain choices or, or, or you're further away from living out in the new creation. But this idea that like, yeah, in the short term, there's going to be things, but in the long term, having the idea of when those times come or when certain things happen, I may recognize that right now I'm not at that place where like, I know that I should be okay if I have God. Like right now, I don't know if I feel that or if I feel like I'm okay, but when the time comes, you want to be at that place is um, to me a, a good, almost like something to look forward to of like, as I'm building now and growing into the person that God wants me to be, I want to develop and become and uh, grow in the ways that God has made me so that I can be that person. Because mm-hmm. I think for me, I, I, I can think about those things and I can be like, well, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? Or what am I going to do about this? Or how am I going to be able to, and it, you just spiral into this, like, what if scenario that is not good, is not good, but looking at on the other side of like, well, this is what I can be. This is what I want to be. This is what I, I, I hope for and, and where I want to go and where I want God to take me, uh, gives it a, a, a different perspective that, is a little bit more empowering rather than like feeling like you're defeated. Yeah, I think another thread to pull on uh, in that, in what Damon said too, is that that first and second century Christian, they had a strong community, mm. right? And so I think even when, when you were just sharing, Brett, that what what do I have to do? What do I? And you start getting into that. It's me by myself. But mm. when you start looking at it from, hey, we're we're a community. Who who? It's more like who can I? call on because I need help right now. Who can I, you know, who can come help me and not, not to be like just a burden or a need, but it's like, we're, if we're, if we're operating in community like they were, then you can, you can actually thrive in the midst of suffering, persecution, which might seem weird, but it's like, because you're all doing it together. And I think for us as a church, that's one of our, our 2024 emphasis is still continuing that stronger together, that Mm. building community. It's meant to have fun, but it's also because when times are tough, like we want to know that we have other people that, that can help us and support us. Yeah. I just, um, spent some time on zoom with, uh, pastor Daniel. Mm. And that was something that he had mentioned was, um, you know, it, it's good when we get a chance to talk to each other. Maybe when I say who Pastor Daniel is. Oh, Pastor Daniel is a brother from Mozambique uh, who uh, we're connected with and uh, we support a, as a church. And um, he and I are similar age, so uh, we try to catch up on Zoom every once in a while. But, um, yeah, that was one of the things that he had mentioned uh, was that it's just good to— um, spend time together just because then he doesn't feel alone. Mm-hmm. Cause I think for him, there's times where it's easy to feel alone in, in his ministry and he's doing some amazing things, yeah. right? He, he shared with me that, you know, they recently had a soccer tournament mm. and they shared the gospel with like 8,000 people mm. through this soccer tournament. Oh, wow. Um, and, and it was like, 
wow. And he said, and I, th- and I think that was, if I'm not mistaken, that's where they brought in different churches to kind of partner together to do that too, right? So yeah, it wasn't so I just think there were, church. Ch- there were churches from eight different yeah. communities. Yeah, that was cool. And they had a tournament. And then after they played in each of the communities, they went out to the community and shared the gospel yeah. in, in the community. And they said that people were very receptive. And they were, I, actually, I don't know if it was 8,000 people heard the gospel or 8,000 people received the gospel. I think it was heard. Okay. Yeah. Well, they, they were able to share the gospel and yeah. evangelize, mm-hmm. and it, they were received. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, wow, that that's amazing that they're using sport to do that. And But, yeah, so just in some of the amazing stuff, I, I keep hearing all these awesome stories like, wow, God is doing a lot with you guys. And then he, But he said, it's good to catch up because, the, you know, when, when we spend time together, I don't feel alone. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, man, that's... I, I, yeah, I, I feel privileged that we live in a time where we can have mm-hmm. Zoom and be able to see each other face to face and communicate with someone across the world. But then, you know, it's just to hear that, it's like, wow, I feel, um, yeah, it, it felt very, I felt very honored mm-hmm. to be in that position. But yeah, so for us, you know, we live in a time where, um, we have other opportunities to connect with people, but then, Sometimes that that takes away from our personal connection too, um, when we rely so much on devices and media uh, for our connection. So I think that's why it's cool that we're doing this stronger together thing. It's to increase our actual face to face physical connection with people, so that you know we'll be ready to become that city on a hill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Damon's looking back and forth for any last comments, and yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I didn't I didn't want this episode to end up so down like oh it's so hard everything's so negative so I I think just having that that thought to go away with that there's an Im- importance in in relationships in um not trying to do this on your own because like this whole process that we're on of dying to our old self or the residual flesh it's it's not easy and it's got its ups and downs, but when we do it together and when we pursue stuff and then we have shared victories and stuff like that, it really has a, a, a huge impact and, and it, it's very uplifting. Yeah. And something else uh, that I, I've been conscious of and I'll, I'll tell my wife is just cause something is hard doesn't mean it has to be bad. Yeah. Right. right? I, I think we associate a lot of it of like, Oh, it's going to be so bad. Like you're going to, whatever it is, it's going to be painful. It's going to hurt. There might be parts of it that are like that, but other parts, just because it's hard, I think you'll be surprised that it's not as crazy or bad that you think it is. But when you meet God in those places, like he's not bad. He's not, Mm. he's not going to hurt you. He's not going to. And so, or even the good that can come out on the other side. Exactly. right? Right. You get to experience the goodness, the revelation, the freedom, the empowerment, the healing. And it's like, those are all great things that I know we all want to experience, but we've got to get to that point. All right. So my closing thought is, um, the picture I I got is a tree that is producing the fruit of the spirit. Mm -hmm. And that some of the work is just getting rid of the things that are hindering the the tree from flourishing. Mm Mm-hmm. And so God wants each one of us to be filled with his spirit and walking in his spirit so that we can be the most loving, most joyful, have the most peace, the most patient, 
the the most kind, the most good, the most faithful, the most gentle, and the most self-controlled people out there. And, you know, that's what flourishing looks like. Is, is And so God wants that for us. And so doing some of the work, putting in some of the cost, that's what it's going to produce mm-hmm. in us. And so God wants us to flourish. So as always, until next time, may you experience God's heart for you to flourish in every season. Thanks for listening to the Engage to Flourish podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and encourage you to subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify so that you don't miss any new content. You can also check out our sister podcast, Catalyst Stories, available on multiple platforms as well. We would also love for you to check out our church. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. at Stanford Middle School in Long Beach.